Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, April 18th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Kansas State's success in football and men's basketball this year will come at a cost, Wildcats AD Gene Taylor acknowledges, telling the Wichita Eagles' Kellis Robinette, the market has changed. Successful coaches that win Big 12 championships and get to the Elite Eight need to be compensated in a fair market within reason, how do we come up with that extra money? Let's just say it keeps my CFO awake at night. Taylor goes on to note that, most of our donors really understand the situation. Some of them are still paying off their facility gifts and they have said when that's done they will look to donate more to the Ahern Fund. They also ask where do we need their dollars? Do we need help with NIL or help with operational dollars? The answer is both. Most of them understand and have found ways to help us. BYU AD Tom Homo addresses fans' concerns over football season ticket prices and seat changes, writing in a letter, With our ticket base expanding, we knew there would be some growing pains. We realize this has meant that some have been displaced from previous seats and some have been priced out of season tickets. But we have been able to provide all active Cougar Club members who opted in to buy season tickets the opportunity to buy tickets this season. We ask for your patience and understanding through this process. The fact is that the demand is outpacing the supply for season tickets available. While we understand the frustration from some about what it means for them, overall, this is a very good thing and a very good sign of the health of our program. Homo goes on to say these changes are necessary because they need strong, better and new revenue generation processes, and notes fans can expect a similar process for basketball. NLRB General Counsel Jennifer Abruzzo joined Tulane Sports Law Director Gabe Feldman to discuss the potential unionization of college athletes and says she's confident the board will ultimately agree with her that college athletes are statutory employees. Abruzzo said, under the common law test, the definition of employees is one who performs services for an institution and that institution has the right to control significant aspects of that individual's daily life. And as a statutory employee, you have the full protection of the National Labor Relations Act. If you're classified as an employee, great. We will protect you if you are somehow retaliated against for acting together to improve your circumstances. If you are not an employee, you have none of those protections. So, it's critical that players and other workers, frankly, are not misclassified as something other than employees. Texas lawmakers are pondering a bill similar to that of their northern neighbors in Oklahoma that would provide schools cover and keep the NCAA from penalizing an athletic association, an athletic conference, or any other group or organization with authority over an intercollegiate athletic program for NIL-related matters. Oklahoma State Professor John Holden tells on Three's Jeremy Crabtree, effectively, I think we are seeing states follow the lead of Oklahoma. States are going to keep pushing until the NCAA pushes back. Even then someone might be willing to go to the wall. Oakland Inc.'s a 10-year, $5 million naming rights deal with Oakland University Credit Union to rechristen the Athletic Center Arena as the OU Credit Union Arena, effective July 1. The agreement was facilitated by Playfly, the Golden Grizzlies media rights partner. Indiana State has received a $1 million gift from former VP of Administrative Affairs Robert Schaefer and his wife, of which $400,000 will go toward the men's basketball and women's basketball funds, and $200,000 will support updates to the Holman Center locker room area for the Sycamore's men's basketball and women's basketball teams. On 3's Matt Zenitz caught up with recruiting personnel to collect their thoughts on the new rule, 
which removes limits on the number of official visits recruits can take, and the overall consensus is, not awesome, not awesome at all. An SEC staffer said, I hate it. I think every single person in college football that I've talked to hates it. Now that kids have unlimited visits, who's to know what school this kid is really interested in? And then also, at the end of the day, they never expanded the number of official visits for the school. So we still have 56 official visits. So if we run out of those official visits, we're screwed. So we still need to be calculated on who we bring in. A Big Ten staffer adds, it's a ridiculous rule. And it further shows that there's nobody who works in football that sits on these committees. It's all compliance people. I think if you surveyed 100 people, 99 would say the rule is stupid. Somebody needs to have a voice outside of just compliance people who don't know what they're doing. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, April 18th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.